0: Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love
1: history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlewood, your friend, the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by
2: gaslight,
1: and, of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. What follows may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
2: The world is full of stories. Stories of mysteries. Of curiosities. Of oddities. Join Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange... The Bizarre. The Unexpected. As they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities.
3: Well, you've heard the repeated stories. You've probably seen the video on social media. Cat being detained by TSA for (laughs) (laughs) trying to bring a dangerous weapon onto a domestic flight. Um, I know
1: where this is going.
3: You, you've been you've been stopped by security at uh, the airport.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, because you had those spiky knuckle things. Right. Uh, you were also th- that was confiscated uh, when you tried to enter a courthouse.
1: Yes. Right. Yeah.
3: Right. This has happened a, a number of times. Uh, a jackknife, a Leatherman. Yeah. On another occasion. Yeah. And uh, the other night we. <laughs> We went to Disney Springs, Mm -hmm. we're standing at security, and Kat has her taser on her.
1: (laughs) I made a mistake. And no,
3: you know, that's understandable. But to me, the most entertaining part of that whole exchange was you trying to convince the security guard that he should let you in anyway.
1: Well, I told him I had it, so it wasn't like I was trying to be sneaky about it. No. No. It wasn't like you know oh concealed weapon I mean it was concealed in my purse but and, and
3: it is a weapon and it,
1: yeah I mean it, yes technically it is those things <laughs> but um, I was open and honest about what I had I and you did. I said yeah. you know if you need me to put it back in the car I will do that mm-hmm. and I did yeah I walked like with the slow peanuts music behind <laughs> me with my head f- toward whomp, the ground whomp, whomp. yeah
3: and then I waited in the hot sun.
1: Oh, you did not. We were in a parking garage.
3: All right. I waited in a hot parking garage. Actually, I sat on a concrete berm in the shade uh-huh. while you trudged back to the car. Yeah.
1: You just waited for yeah, me.
3: That's right. Yeah. Because I love you. Could have just gone in without you. But, that's
1: true. You know,
3: but I did wait.
1: Right. Because you no way. knew I had the car keys. Yeah.
3: Well, that. Well, you got me there.
1: With the spiky knuckle things. <laughs> <on there. laughs> you can get that, Disney.
3: That'd be a great line. A product line for Disney. Disney character self-defense weaponry.
1: Oh my gosh, I think that's a wonderful idea.
3: Like a Pluto bazooka.
1: <laughs> that went a little more intense than I thought it was going to. I,
3: I, I came in a little hot? You
1: came in a little hot. Okay. Speaking of which, we got to go to the theater to see Queen Pins. And oh my goodness, I was giddy the whole time. Like, legit. I laughed. I cried. I continued to cry. It was a whole thing.
3: It's a great movie. You should go see it. It was uh, written and produced by some friends of ours and it stars Kristen Bell and Vince Vaughn and a whole bunch of people you're going to recognize from like The Good Place and it's just it's a funny, charming film and we're in it. Sort of, kind of. Sort of, yeah, kind of. Yeah, our voices. We're on the edge. About five seconds. Yeah, we, we play uh, the part of uh, corporate executives leaving nasty voicemails. And uh, we actually got a written credit at the end, so we got our SAG card. Yay. It was weird, wasn't it? At the end, everybody left the theater, and it's just you and me watching the credits because <laughs> we wanted to see if our names were High-fiving on
1: there. High-fiving each other. <laughs> yeah,
3: and it's like: Kristen Bell, Vince Vaughn, Stephen Root. Joel McCray.
1: Kirby Howell-Baptiste. Bebe Rexha. Catwalls.
3: Jethro Gilligan-Toth. Anyway, go see Queen Pins. That's the point of this. And uh, don't try to take a taser with you.
1: So many pieces of advice already in this episode.
3: Why? Because we, we care. care. Well, officials have never released his name publicly. Whose name? Well, I don't know because they never released it.
1: All right. Well, so that's some... a great story, sweetheart.
3: <laughs> and now the thing in the middle. <laughs> Now, some say his first name was William, but his physicians have only referred to him as W.O. But for this story, we're going to call him William. William was stationed at a military post in Germany. This was back in 2005. I've been there. On the morning of March 14th, 2005, he got up as he did most mornings, and he headed to the gym. He was a volleyball enthusiast, so often he would get up in the morning and go play some volleyball.
1: I never went to the gym in Germany.
3: Did you ever play volleyball in no, Germany? No, no. Did you ever have a taser in Germany?
1: No. Okay.
3: So he plays 45-minute round of uh, volleyball. He gets showered. He goes to the office. He's in the military. He spent the morning responding to a backlog of emails that he had accumulated. He didn't want to get too deep into work because he had a dental appointment that afternoon. In fact, it was a root canal, and he wasn't looking forward to it, as you can imagine. Mm. So he was just kind of keeping it light that morning.
1: A low-impact morning, as we like to call it?
3: Yes. He was just going for a routine root canal treatment. But, you know, is any root canal treatment really just routine? Not in my mind. So he arrives at the dentist's office. He's a few minutes early, and after filling out some forms, he was called into the examination room. He climbed up into the the chair, he put on a pair of tinted glasses, they administered the anesthetic, he felt his mouth go numb, and that's the moment that his life changed forever. Ever since that day, March 14th, 2005, no matter what the date is, William wakes up thinking it's March 14th, 2005.
1: (gasps) It's like a real-life Groundhog Day.
3: It is just like a real-life Groundhog Day, except kind of backwards. Time marches forward for everyone except William. He's the only person who isn't aware that time is passing. Now, it's not that he doesn't remember things that are happening to him as they happen, but he's unable to retain that memory any longer than about 90 minutes. Then he forgets about it.
1: It's like a memento kind of thing. Yes,
3: kind of like a memento kind of thing. You Remember when they put the mementos in the Coke and it exploded? That's not the same. After 90 minutes, he forgets about what's happened, and he's back to March 14, 2005 once again. A medical study on this case was published in the journal Nero case, and is still today considered a medical mystery. So this guy gets up every morning. He thinks it's March 14, 2005. He goes about his daily routine. Every 90 minutes, he forgets what he did 90 minutes ago. He goes to bed at the end of the night. He wakes up the next morning, it's March 14th, 2005 again.
1: So I have so many questions about how this might work. Like if he's in the middle of something that takes more than 90 minutes, mm. does he retain... I mean, he must...
3: That's an interesting how question. How does that work? He, If he is learning something, uh-huh. say he has to learn how to do something, right. and he's in the process of doing that, and it takes more than 90 minutes... By the time 90 minutes rolls around, he forgets what he learned 90 minutes ago. He can't retain it longer than that for some reason, so he has to go back and start over again.
1: But, like, let's say he was taking a shower, and for some reason he took a 97-minute shower. Okay. Would he forget at the 90-minute mark that he had already 90 minutes of showered and... And just like wake up and be like, holy shit, I'm in the shower.
3: Yeah, I'm not really sure if it's quite that dramatic or if the memories just gradually fade. If he's in the shower scenario, for example, he's like, okay, I don't remember getting in the shower, but I know I'm but showering. Now I'm in the shower. Yeah, right.
1: Does he, I mean, is it frightening? Is it like, a like, like what if he's dry- like? I don't understand. I have questions.
3: Well, it's not that these types of cases where amnesia plays a part are uncommon. What's uncommon is that there appears to be absolutely nothing wrong with this guy neurologically. He's 44 years old today, and he's still a member of the British Armed Forces. He's a pretty typical guy, unremarkable personal and medical background. He's a family man, father of two. He's well thought of. No serious medical condition to speak of. There's nothing in his health history that could explain this. And there was nothing remarkable about the hour-long root canal procedure to indicate that something catastrophic had taken place. In fact, his doctors aren't even sure that the root canal procedure was what triggered this. They don't know. Maybe it was just a coincidence that he was in the chair when this happened. But they've been unable to find any neurological irregularities with this guy. They're completely baffled.
1: Well, we there's still so much of a mystery surrounding the brain and what goes on in there. I mean, do we even understand what causes the understanding of the passage of time in our brain? I don't know.
3: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, really, what is the passage of time? We take snapshots of moments in our life, and then we string them together chronologically. Mm-hmm. And in our memory, that creates the illusion that time is passing. Many quantum physicists suggest that we, there is no past, there is no future. Everything is happening all at once. Yeah. But our mind is organizing it in a way that we can understand.
1: Well, isn't that interesting? Because maybe William is just continually living in that moment, like that one part of this non-linear time existence. I don't know. I don't even know what I just said.
3: I don't either, but it's probably happened before. That was kind of a...
1: Some sort of time joke?
3: Yeah, but it's only funny on certain levels of...
1: Existence? Yeah. Anyway,
3: he's been uh, diagnosed with uh, some a special type of amnesia, anterograde Amnesia, and it's the loss of ability to form new memories after a traumatic event. It's kind of like the movie uh, Drew Barrymore's 51st Dates.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Kind of like that. But not quite. Thanks to a guy named Henry Gustav Mollison, we know a little bit about this condition. He underwent a brain operation to treat epilepsy back in 1953, and the operation went horribly wrong. And when he woke up, he was completely unable to learn anything new. Aww. The operation was later called a tragic mistake by his surgeon, William Beecher Scoville. Uh, the procedure included removal of his entire hippocampus. Oh, geez. Which is the part of the brain that... Uh, it's like a stenographer. It takes notes.
1: Yeah, guys, it, put that back. He needs that.
3: <laughs> it, uh, it captures events and puts them in long-term memory storage, so because it was removed at the age of 27, he has no record mentally of anything in his life after being 27 years old. It didn't change him in any other way as far as his personality or his ability to take care of himself.
1: So if you have a job that you had already learned how to do just fine, you could still work and everything would would work okay. You just yeah. couldn't learn how to do a new job or or pick up new Yes. knowledge.
3: Yeah, he could he could acquire new skills on a short-term basis, but he no longer had the ability to remember episodes and connect them together, mm. which is how we create a narrative. He essentially was forever trapped in the present moment.
1: No, no, I don't like that idea at all.
3: Now William's experience seems somewhat similar. He's managing his daily life according to medical experts, but he's completely dependent upon an electronic diary. Sure. This tells him what he's doing, what has happened in the last 10 years since he lost his memory. So he gets up in the morning and he checks his computer. He reads the list of life events he should be aware of, like marriages, people who got married, people who have died over the past 10 years, uh, his children's birthdays.
1: So has he had more kids since this incident? I don't think so. Okay. So that's, I mean, is he still in the same relationship? Because that would... It would make things a lot harder if he was trying to build a new relationship. (laughs) Yeah. I told you my favorite flowers are tulips.
3: Now, there are certain events that happened years ago that every morning when he wakes up and reads his diary, it surprises him. One in particular, this is awful, the loss of a beloved pet. Every morning he (sighs) wakes up and finds out his dog died over and over and over
1: again. Why don't they just get him a different A replacement dog. Just pretend. Normally, I would say that's not an okay thing to do. But with this person... He seems to be
3: not remembering, but just repeating what he's been told about himself. Mm. He'll be asked about his condition. And what he'll do is he'll go and refer to his notes. And then he'll say something like, I know I have a memory problem. Or I think it's March 2005, but it's not. This is according to the medical study that has been done on him. But the big difference between Mollison and William is there does not seem to be anything wrong or any reason for William's illness. His brain scans show that his hippocampus is entirely intact. Mm. There's nothing unusual. At one point, the doctors who were studying William's case, they asked him to complete a, uh, like a complex maze. Mm-hmm. Now, he had navigated this three days earlier, but he approached it as if he was working it all out for the first time. Sure. His doctor, Dr. Burgess, who's a psychiatrist at the University of Leicester, said, quote, it was like a deja vu replica of the same errors. He took the same time to relearn the task once more. He made the same mistakes at the same time. He finished the maze almost exactly the same way over the same period of time, making the same mistakes along the way.
1: Okay, that makes sense, because he's working with the same information that he had the first time.
3: It's interesting, isn't it? William's condition is, uh, well, it's perplexing to say the least. The doctors say the the causes aren't uh, structural or emotional, but something entirely else, something that they've uh, not yet been able to identify.
1: Do we know if he had previously had anesthesia? Like maybe there's some sort of... Maybe it wasn't the root canal itself, but the anesthesia that affected him.
3: That could be. People do often react in different ways to Novocaine, in in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, in me, they gave me too much one time mm-hmm. during a cavity filling, and it uh, because it's essentially adrenaline. It uh, triggered a fight-or-flight response in me. I started shaking and sweating, and I wanted to get out of there as quickly as I possibly could. That
1: sounds like a typical dentist visit for me. <laughs> so.
3: Yeah. With William, it's like he takes notes in his brain of new information, but it's almost like, they say it's almost like he's writing them in sand, and every hour and a half the ocean comes and washes them away. Mm-hmm. In a normally functioning brain, we have experiences, and those are turned into memories, essentially turning sand into cement. When memories are formed, they're consolidated into long-term. Now, they've discovered there are proteins that are produced that restructure your brain synapses, essentially establishing a new connection. Mm-hmm. This allows the brain to recall through to that initial impulse. This process usually takes about 90 minutes. Aha! Interestingly, same amount of time that William's new memories last. This is a promising discovery. Right. They're hoping that it'll lead to some answers, but for now, it's just a theory, and it's still a mystery why this uh, trip to the dentist seemed to have caused William to have um, memory loss like this, and why he wakes up every morning and his brain resets to March Fourteenth, Two 2005. Mm. My source information is the NeuroCase Medical Journal, the Washington Post, and the New York
1: Times. It's it really it's scary, and it's another example of why like, you really have to um, live your life to the fullest and do the things yeah. that you want to do and be nice to the people that you love and all that business because you really don't know what's going to happen. And it doesn't necessarily mean like you're going to die in a horrific roller coaster accident tomorrow um but it could mean your brain has a bad reaction to some sort yeah. of d- dentist appointment and and your life will be forever changed like you don't have to die in order for your life to That's change right. so dramatically and this is not something that i knew Uh, Before just now that I needed to be terrified of and I now am. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah,
3: I guess the lesson here uh, Number one
1: go see queen pins. uh, Go
3: see queen pins number two uh, (laughs) Don't take a taser into Disney World and (laughs) and number three live in the moment Yeah. But maybe not quite as much as William and now that thing in the middle in 1971 burglars were hired to steal records from the FBI's Delaware office. This, of course, is no easy task, as the FBI offices are normally pretty secure. Well, the burglars succeeded. Their high-tech method for breaking in? They left a note on the office door saying, quote, Please don't lock this door tonight.
2: Several people have written asking if the curator is straight or gay. Well, in all candor, we never thought about it. Much? This is The Box of Oddities.
3: This message is sponsored by Greenlight. You know, as your kids get older, there are some things about parenting that gets easier. I remember once hearing my sister tell my little niece, if you put your pants on, I'll give you some fresca.
1: And when kids can start to reason that they get something, if they do something right, it's a lot easier to manage them.
3: Having that conversation about money with your kids, that's not the easiest thing in the world. Fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. at checkout and you will save thanks aura frames for bringing my family a little bit closer
0: want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money well i've got the podcast for you i'm sean piles and i host nerd wallets smart money podcast on our show we help listeners like you make the most of your finances i sit down with nerd wallets team of nerds personal finance experts in credit cards banking investing and more And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The Box of Oddities with Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth.
1: We got a message from Noah on Instagram. He included a photo. He says, listening to Box 138 about the sexy parties with skulls and wanted to show off Fred. My father-in-law got him from a cadaver store when he was in med school in Berkeley in the 70s. Fred is a skull.
3: I was assuming that was the case. A cadaver
0: store? Yeah, I didn't know that
1: was a thing. Whoa. Always thought, he said. It was weird for a podiatrist to have a human skull.
3: (laughs) It was just a cool thing to have.
1: But he's a good listener. Also, my oldest daughter got in trouble when she was six because she pulled some of his teeth out to try to scam the tooth fairy. Safe to say she's going places.
3: (laughs) I really admire her entrepreneurial spirit.
1: Thank you so much, Noah.
3: (laughs) And now, what you got for me? Jingle. What? You got for me. All right, that's enough.
1: During these uncertain times. <laughs> Yeah We've heard a lot of that over the last year and a half or Uh, so Um, And a lot of things have changed Based on, you know, the world health crisis So a lot of festivals are being looked at To determine if they can go forward or not And it's Mm -hmm. still happening all over the world And things are no different in Thailand This year's Phuket Vegetarian Festival Is planned for October 6th through the 14th But the chairman of the Phuket Tourism Council says that he wants the festival to go ahead, but COVID-19 was still a grave concern. And they are looking at what they might need to do in order to be able to keep it going, but not necessarily at the same scale. So there's a lot of questions still up in the air about what's going to be going on with the Phuket Vegetarian festival. As I said, you know, with any large scale event, there are concerns. Um, but especially with this one, what with all the blood and spit and such. <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> blood and spit?
1: The Peronicon are an ethnic group defined by their genealogical descent from the first waves of southern Chinese settlers to the ports in the Malay Peninsula and Indonesian archipelago. And it's this group that puts on the Phuket Vegetarian Festival and has made this the huge event that it is. It actually lasts for nine days, but the leading up to it is a whole event in itself. Weeks before the Vegetarian and festival events, uh, yellow Chinese flags pop up, stages are erected, uh, decorations and parade accessories are starting to pop up through the city, and hundreds of food stands are erected.
3: So it's like a Southeast Asian uh, Burning Man.
1: Um, sort of. <clears throat> The nine-day event has a real carnival vibe and is usually sponsored. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. Many of the people involved will dress in white or yellow, and they will gather in Phuket town for the first event, which is marking the ceremony's opening day, the giant bamboo pole rising, which is meant to invite the divinities to come down to earth. According to an early 19th century interpretation of Chinese Taoism by a local community of Chinese immigrant miners, the nine emperor gods descend from poles located in the shrine's yards and incarnate by using the bodies of those who participate in this festival as shrines
3: so the deities slide down a fire pole something
1: like that i want to be a deity yeah it's like uh you know how some homes instead of having like those gutter rails that go all the way from the roof to the ground they just have those rain chains yes yes. which are really cool Mm. um i think i think of it being kind of like that they just tootle their way down the the pole And, and,
3: and possess a vegetarian
1: yeah, so they come down these poles and then they use the people involved in the festival as shells for walking around on earth. And then for the next few days, the local Chinese and Thai community, they bring their household gods to the temple along with offerings of food and drink.
3: Are there personality changes? Is this like some sort of a possession kind mm-hmm. of thing? or
1: I, Not that or, I am aware of. I didn't just read symbolic. anything. Just symbolic. Yeah, I okay. think more of that. That's not as cool (laughs) well um it does sound pretty cool actually uh because there are specially prepared vegetarian foods made available at these street stalls and the markets around the island during this time the big idea of this festival is purity So during this period, uh, you're supposed to abstain from the eating of meat, poultry, seafood, and dairy products, and it's kind of a running theme, actually. There are principles that you follow during the festival, which all kind of surround the the concept of purity. You wear white clothes during the whole festival. Of course, you don't eat meat or animal products. You keep your body clean. You don't drink alcohol, no lying, cheating, or stealing, which I think is usually a a pretty good principle to follow. Um, Uh, no sexual activity during the festival. How many
3: days is this festival? Nine. It's oh. nine days. What about the lead up to it?
1: I, no, that's fine. Okay. Yeah.
3: Then you can slide down your pole. That's right.
1: Um, <laughs> then Also, um, you're not to eat foods with a strong smell. So something like garlic is against the rule. Mm. You keep and wash the cooking utensils used during the festival, separate from those that are used uh, outside of the festival. Those who are mourning... Should not be a part of the festival. Apparently, they just bum everyone else well, out. Oh
3: sure, yeah, you don't want a party pooper. And
1: uh, women who are menstruating or pregnant shouldn't have attend the event, which I think is really weird. That hmm. being pregnant or menstruating would mean that you're not pure? I I don't know. I just, (laughs) I think that's a little iffy. Anyway, and then of course there are events. Of course there are events. Um, It includes hundreds of local residents running across beds of burning coals or climbing an eight meter ladder of sharp blades. Wow. Wow.
3: Well, maybe that's the reason why they don't allow pregnant women, you know, I mean, although it would be entertaining to watch them run across a bed of hot coals.
1: Listen, they've got enough going on. I I doubt that hot coals are even a concern once your ankles are swollen to the size of basketballs.
3: (laughs) That's true
1: there are a certain group of people who are to take part in these events and that will be the embodiment of these gods during this festival. And they're called the Masong. And they are the ones that invite the the spirits of the gods to possess their bodies. And it's interesting because Ma... Is the word for horse in Thai, and the name Masong refers to how the spirits of the gods use the bodies of these people like, as vehicles. So it's kind of like the gods are using them like they're riding a horse. Wow! I don't know.
3: That's that's a little creepy, <laughs> really.
1: And only unmarried men or women without families can uh, become a Masong.
3: Yeah, because once you're married, you know you're not pure. Right. You're ruined for life.
1: During the main ritual at the temples, they undergo a series of rituals to protect them during the duration of the festival. And it's said that they go into these trance-like states to keep them from feeling pain during these events and to keep them Healthy during these events and it's important that that they do that because the main event the the last day of the festival is where they have the procession where they all walk the streets Possessed uh, you might say Mm -hmm. by these gods Um, And while they're doing that they ritually pierce themselves With objects Okay Um, The most common type of piercing is through the cheeks. So you'll see people with knives through their cheeks um, and then sticking out their mouth. Wow. Um,
3: Like repeatedly or they stick them in? They stick
1: them in and they walk the the parade.
3: Wow. See, usually I hate parades. (laughs) But... That'd be cool.
1: But it's not just knives. It can be spears or relics or something that has personal significance to them. Um, What they're doing is displaying their submissiveness to the gods. Mm -hmm. Um, This is how they're expressing it uh, in the public procession. Sometimes it's not just the cheeks, but the tongue as well that are pierced. Again, with table lamps or gas pump nozzles or machine guns. Wait,
3: wait. They pierce their tongue with a table lamp? Yeah. Or a gas pump nozzle? Yeah. These gods have a great sense of humor.
1: Sometimes it's guns. Sometimes it's flowers. Um, it, but the face is the most common area that's pierced, but it's not always. Um, you'll see people walking with pins with fringe on the end, and the pins are put through their arms. Oh my God. So it's like they have a fringed jacket on, but Ooh. instead it's just pins through their arm skin.
3: Wow. How long is this parade? Are they forced to march like miles?
1: It's a it's a good length parade. God. But they're not forced. This is something that they are voluntarily doing. Yeah, right, right. And it's part of their belief system to, to put a gun through their open cheek hole. And um, sometimes it's assisted by other people. So like, you know, when you're running a marathon and there's people mm. who will like hold... Cups of water sure. out for yeah. you, um, which I always think is a little sketchy. Like, how do you know that's water? What do you What do you know <laughs> about that person who's handing you? Th- anyway,
3: have you vetted the water?
1: Well, these teams of people keep their wounds clean, and help support the heavier piercings. So like, let's say you're using a machine gun, they might help hold one end of the Uh, gun so that you're not carrying the whole weight of it uh, with your cheek skin.
3: Now, getting back to the gas pump nozzle, Mm -hmm. is it a new gas pump nozzle? It doesn't
1: look that way. So
3: it's like a used gas pump nozzle. Correct. Stuck through their face. Yeah. Um... Wow.
1: I mean, it doesn't have gas pumping through it. Well, no,
3: no. But still, it, it had gas in it. Yeah. And that must be, wow. Stinky? I would think so. Plus, it would taste awful, I would think.
1: Well, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
3: and you shouldn't smoke when you've got a gas pump nozzle.
1: Well, I imagine that these things have been cleaned first, but you know, I don't, I don't know about every situation.
3: Plus, in this, in this particular uh, festival, no smoking is allowed anyway. So stick all the gas pump nozzles in your face, you want.
1: That's right.
3: You could have a face full of gas pump nozzles.
1: Yeah. Now smoking not allowed, but uh, firecrackers are encouraged and (laughs) um, part of the the whole fun (laughs) of the firecrackers is standing as close to them as you can. Um, or just lighting them at random and not letting people know,
3: and tossing them at gas pump nozzle guy, something
1: like that. Yeah. Um, also, partial skinning is occasionally done, and that's not where the skin is being removed entirely. Just cut and then flipped over, ah. so that uh, so that the open it's open. Why does
3: that bother me so much more than a gas pump nozzle through your face? I don't.
1: Oh that's ooh. Uh, but you know the, the open slashing of limbs, chest, stomach, and tongues with swords, axes, knives, bloodletting, uh, the removal of tissue like cysts or whatever. Um, and then of course standing near to firecrackers. Mm. It is believed, as I said, that while they are possessed, the masong will not feel any pain. And then along the way, uh, local Thai of Chinese descent will prepare food offerings and uh, receive blessings. So there are like, again, those marathon support teams, but they've just got like delicious pad Thai for you.
3: Hey, this pad Thai tastes like regular unleaded.
1: Two stars.
3: Two stars. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, so as I said, the ninth day of the festival is the climax. That's the procession. And um, that is what sends the deities back home. I don't know if they have to go back up the pole or if it's just the procession that does it. And, mm,
3: that's interesting. You know, yeah, yeah.
1: I've got to figure that out. And
3: if they did go up the pole, do they just slide up the pole or do they have to physically shimmy up?
1: Like a like in a 1970s gym movie? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like
3: climb the rope and ring the bell. Right. 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 Or as uh, we used to call it, humiliate the fat kid.
1: Oh, well, see, that's not yeah.
3: nice. No, I, we we protested that. We didn't think that was good.
1: No, no, no. And plus, who wants to change into gym clothes when you've got that cool conductor outfit?
3: <laughs> Here we go again. Yes, yes. I tried to start a fashion craze in the seventies based on train conductors. <laughs> I don't want to get into it right now.
1: There yeah. there was a kerchief involved. Yeah, the like,
3: well, like... train conductor cap. <laughs> you did. The you wore the denim overalls <laughs> and then you stuck a red bandana and it had to be in the back right, right. pocket. So for- Just Wiping off
1: your oily wrenches, yes, your train wrenches. Yeah,
3: Yeah. or your gas pump nozzle if you're going to stick it in the (laughs) side of your face.
1: Oh, it comes for a circle.
3: Never really caught on the train conductor look, except at my high school. Yeah. Yeah, that was about it.
1: Do you have any photos of you in a train conductor outfit? No. (gasps) You
3: do? I don't think so anymore. But um, no, I'm pretty sure I don't. I wish I did now. Actually, I would have been an excellent extra in the in Dazed and Confused. I would have blended right in at the Moon Tower.
1: I don't know. Was that movie about trains? I don't think so. Anyway, the Vegetarian Festival is an internationally known event. Uh, it does happen in Bangkok as well, though it's not as big an event. It's really a Phuket thing mm-hmm. and a thousand percent. I mean, we've wanted to go to Thailand forever anyway, but we yeah, need to sure. go to this.
3: Yeah. Fun, fun fact. Phuket is spelled like fuck it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: That's all. I no, that's
1: all I have, too. Okay, yeah. great. I got my information from Phuket101.net, RadSeason.com, Wikipedia, of course, BBC, and Bangkok Post.
3: One day we will get there. What is it called? The Land of a Million Smiles or something like that?
1: I don't know, but there's monkeys.
3: <laughs> and Pad Thai.
1: Oh, also someone wrote in and asked if we would do like a special event where we talk about how we got together in our relationship and stuff. And I think that maybe that might be a bit um, much, but uh, (laughs) maybe next time we can, we can talk about like how we, we became a thing and a little bit, Well, you know, we'll keep it quick, but.
3: Well, you know, that's a. Interesting idea. We were talking about starting monthly Zoom calls mm-hmm. with the uh, Order of Freaks on Patreon. And maybe that would be a good way to do it. Oh. We could just, during the Zoom call, we could do a question and answer thing. And Oh, and that would that be could, fun. That could be one of the questions. Cool. If you're not yet a patron, we would love the support. We are very grateful.
1: Welcome to Priscilla, Bailey, Hunter, and Reagan.
3: Thanks, you guys. We appreciate the uh, the support. As a member of the Order of Freaks, you get uh, you can get ad-free episodes. You can get them a day early. You can join in on our monthly Zoom calls. Uh, a bunch of other stuff, too, like discounts to live shows and uh, our undying gratitude. Mwah. Also, don't forget to send your Halloween stories for the special.
1: Yes.
3: Anything that is uh, strange, bizarre or unexpected that has happened to you, tell the story, record it on your smartphone, and email it to curator at oddities.com.
1: We so much look forward to hearing your stories.
3: And we look forward to seeing you next time.
1: Until then, keep flying that freak flag.
3: Fly it proudly, you beautiful freak. And so,
2: let it be known that the Box of Oddities belongs to you, and its fate is in your hands. Henceforth, the Box of Oddities commits to the telling of stories, Stories of the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. We wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage. The On Facebook at facebook.com slash oddities Podcast. On Twitter at Box of Oddities, and Instagram at Box of Oddities Podcast. Copyright 2021, all rights reserved.
3: History of Everything is
0: just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes.